1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, January the 7th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on January 7, 1953, President Truman announced to, in his State of the Union message to Congress that the United States had developed a hydrogen bomb. Today, in 1608, an accidental fire devastated the Jamestown Settlement in Virginia Colony. Today, in 1789, America held its first presidential election. Voters chose electors who, a month later, selected George Washington to be the nation's first chief executive. Today, in 1927, Commercial Transatlantic Telephone Service was inaugurated between New York and London. Today, in 1934, 6,000 pastors, 6,000 pastors in Berlin, defied the Nazis They told the Nazis, the pastors told the Nazis, we will not be silenced. May God give us some pastors like that today, because there is a move today to silence pastors if they're not giving the right message. Too many of them have adopted an acceptable message. Today, in 1963, the U.S. Post Office raised the cost of a first-class stamp from four cents to five cents. Those were the days, my friend. Today, in 1999, for the second time in history, an impeached American president went on trial before the Senate. President Bill Clinton, facing charges of perjury and obstruction of justice, he was, as you will recall, acquitted. And today in 2019 Amazon eclipsed Microsoft as the most valuable publicly traded company in the United States. That's a few things that has happened that have happened in history on this date. More importantly, the word of the Lord the word of the Lord says in 1 Peter chapter 3 for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you, if ye be followers of that which is good? In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. That is the battle that we see in our culture today. It is about strength versus values, political strength, political maneuvering versus truth, versus God's truth, versus the principles upon which this nation was founded. Yesterday, Governor Inslee, Governor Jay Inslee, Washington State, He said, today I'm announcing my support for legislation currently being written that will outlaw attempts by candidates and elected officials to spread lies about free and fair elections when it has the likelihood to stoke violence. On its face, this is such a divisive statement from a governor of a state, Washington state in this case, it is so divisive. Because what he is saying in this tweet is that going forward, if he has his way, there will be legislation, and he supports that legislation. It's currently being written, and it will outlaw attempts by candidates and elected officials to spread lies. Who is the arbiter of what is a lie? Who decides? The Bible? Oh, no. No, we put that aside. The government will decide. In this case, Inslee will decide. His attorney general will decide whether you're telling the truth or not. And if you lie, according to them, they are the arbiter. That's why building a nation on the on biblical principles has worked out so well until we discarded. The basis for those principles and the basis for the prosperity and the freedom and the liberty and all the blessings in this nation. That's the problem we have today. Franklin Graham recognizes that. Yesterday, Franklin Graham said he released a statement. January 6th, he blamed the protest on the swamp. And he's reminded the country that we won't find our hope in politicians but only an almighty God and his son, Jesus Christ. He went on to say, and I will repeat, as I have said often throughout my lifetime, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, today is your day. You should do that. Simply ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Tell him that you, in your prayer, tell him that you believe that he is indeed the son of God. Who came to live and die and be resurrected because I am a sinner and I need a Savior and I accept you Jesus as my Savior I ask you to forgive me of of, forgive me of my sins something I cannot do for myself that is the hope of every generation the Graham family have made that their hallmark preaching the gospel Franklin continues, so does his son, Will. He said, today marks one year, yesterday, Franklin said, today marks one year since the attack on the nation's capital. Many people may disagree with me, but I blame the swamp. The vast majority of the million or so people who went to Washington that day were patriots who loved this country and were there to take a stand for our nation. They represented millions who were fed up with the greed and corruption of politics. But those who stormed the Capitol, destroyed property, even causing injury and death, were wrong. And that should be said, and he did say it. But he said it is a culture that's been created by the swamp. He went on, it's it's more lengthy, that he went on to say it's a culture that's created in the swamp, as we have come to know it, that has brought this about and this plague upon our country. But now, the left is going to capitalize on this moment, and they are going to put laws in place under the guise of saying, we can never allow this to happen again. This is an attack on democracy, and yesterday, it was like a funeral for America. As Nancy Pelosi presiding, she was the high priest, well, she wouldn't be the pastor, but she would be, I guess, the pope, I don't know, whatever. And prayer vigils, and reflections. And all of this, all of this is to elevate an event that they want to use for political gain. And they're doing it, or they're attempting to. And not to be left out of the, quote, memorial service. Governor Inslee had to say his two say He still wants a job in Washington, D.C. He's angling for that. He has been for quite some time. He ran, of course, for president. That didn't work out very well, if you remember his numbers. But nonetheless, that's what's going on there as we speak the seattle times picked up on his tweet i'm not the only one that noticed it the seattle times picked up on his tweet joseph sullivan and jim bruner i don't know sullivan o'sullivan but i know i know bruner uh from the past but they wrote a quite an extensive article in the seattle times today they said governor jay inslee called on washington state lawmakers to pass legislation making it a gross misdemeanor for some to spread lies about election results and warned of an ongoing danger to the nation's democratic system. During a legislative preview event, the governor spoke forcefully, they say, against what he called a continuing coup by former President Donald Trump and those who have embraced conspiracy theories about unfounded election fraud. What is developing here is that if you disagree as the pastor spoke to way back in the 1930s, if you disagree with the government line now, and the line is, nope, nothing to see here. These people that were running in and out of these election places all over the country with pickup loads and truckloads of ballots and all this kind of thing, no, nothing wrong there. Really? But if I believe that, And if I say it publicly, I'm vulnerable. And so are you, and that's my point today. We must look to the Lord as the rock on which we stand, because trust me, if we are looking to government to save us, we're standing on the sand, and the storm is here. And our house, as we used to sing in Sunday school, will go splat. Maybe you had a different word for it if you sang that, about the houses built on the rock and the house built on the sand. The rains come down and the floods come up. Remember that? Well, that's happening in our lifetime. We're seeing that happen right now. Governor Inslee said Trump is still intent, I'm quoting him, on continuing this coup effort. There is no coup effort. We're trying to right the ship. It's sinky. Look at who America apparently elected. Look at who Jay Inslee probably voted for. Stumbling in and out of the office, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, I just mean to be honest. The man can't hardly remember. It's it's sad. He can't hardly remember where he is and what he's doing some of the time. And perhaps we all get to that point. I understand that. But most of us are not running the most powerful country in the world, are supposed to be running it. When we get to that point, and that's my point. And you lace that into this demonic, far left, radical, so-called progressivism, and it's a deadly mix. And we're facing that today in America. Inslee said, and we have to realize, unfortunately, it's not just in other states. It's right here in Washington State. He had a Republican House and Senate leaders also denouncing the violence and ransack at the ransacking of the Capitol building and so on. And of course, Franklin Graham was doing it. He said, it's wrong. Absolutely, it's wrong. Victor Davis Hansen wrote an article yesterday that is just cannot be ignored. It's so powerful. Victor Davis Hansen is probably one of the foremost, he is one of the foremost, perhaps even the most trusted historian in America today. He has a long list of credentials, college professor, etc. But he had, he wrote this article. It was published in a number of more conservative uh, newspapers and, and websites and so on. But I want to share a bit of that with you today, and and I'll share it to you in his own words. I took his article and put it on our website today, all credit to him, of course. I wanted people to see it that may not see it that follow us on our website. It's fairly widely read. And so I put it there. So I'm going to be quoting in and out of what he said yesterday, but I'll I'll tell you what I am, because we are extremely... Uh, forthcoming in what we say and whether we're quoting someone or whether it's me saying it, uh, I think I owe that to you, the listener. But he did so. He he said, "Who are these? Who are the real insurrectionists?" That was the title of what he wrote. He said, "Who's trying to?" But he but he, he addressed it by asking some questions. It, it's he he's genius really and i pay attention to him he's on fox he's on other he's on abc and different places as well the guy is very brilliant and uh, has a grasp on history in fact he's teaching a course now at hillsdale college very conservative college as you may know but he he, he addressed this issue by asking questions of his own so the the this, the title of, of his a column that he wrote is who are the real insurrectionists and then he began to ask questions in there, and he, of course, entered them. He said, who is trying to federalize election laws in national elections contrary to the spirit of the Constitution? Who wishes to repeal or circumvent the Electoral College? Who wishes to destroy the more than 180-year-old Senate filibuster? Who wishes to change the over 150-year-old nine-justice Supreme Court? Who wishes to change the more than 60-year-old 50-state Union?" who exactly is violating federal civil rights legislation? Who ignored the constitution twice in their exuberance to destroy a presidency and a president? And he goes on. But in the afterglow of yesterday's far left Pelosi led extravaganza, end of quote for, for Hanson, I think it's time for us to just take a look at the truth, not be afraid to say it out loud. And I know they're, they're threatening consequences, but just give an honest reflection of what's going on in this country. On the day when leftist politicians coalesced with the leftist news media to mislead an uninformed America, Hansen published this. And that's why I'm talking about it today. It needs to be said. I'm not one of the 6,000 pastors that showed up in Berlin, but I can tell you from my heart, I'm pretty sure... Had I been alive then and feel as I do now, I would have been standing in the crowd with them. There's a time when we cannot be silent. There's a time when we must understand that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open under their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. God, It isn't that God is intolerant or God isn't equitable. Jesus Christ died for everyone's sin. Jesus came to save, to restore every one of us and give us eternal life. That's the equality of the gospel. The gospel is not equitable. Those who do not accept the truth of God's word do not have the same outcome as those who do accept the truth of God's word and accept Jesus Christ as Savior. The outcome for the one who rejects, the Bible is very clear it's hell. And I know that that word isn't even used in evangelical churches anymore much. We don't want to offend someone. Well, I I don't want to offend anyone either, because they get mad and they write stuff and all that. But the truth has got to take a stand. Not me, but God's truth. And of course, that's what we try to do here every day to the best of our ability. So the Seattle Times continues pointing out that there are Republicans who are kind of joining the governor in Washington State. It was wrong when we saw it in the summer of 2020 in Seattle. Senate Minority Leader John John Braun says from Centralia, he said it was wrong when we saw it in Olympia, it was wrong when we saw it in D.C. He was referring to the protests in Seattle in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. Inslee then spoke at length at length about the insurrection and his experience at olympia last january 6th you you may recall that a bunch of people showed up in his yard there the governor's residence and um he he reminds everyone inslee did yesterday that and the seattle times carried it he was forced to leave his home and wear a protective vest that day he also cited that three republican lawmakers who used taxpayer dollars last summer to attend a symposium on election fraud that trafficked in debunked conspiracy theories. He talked about this. This was held by Mike Lindell, the founder of My Pillow. you know that guy. And, and he's, he's sure that there was election fraud. I understand that because I'm pretty sure there was too, just based on what I've read. He spent a lot of his own money. He's been very successful with these pillows and, and other accessories. And uh, the, the event was held in South Dakota, and the, the Times says, Seattle Times, and Jay Inslee was kind of echoing this, or they were echoing him, I suppose. They wrote it after he made his statement. But they're saying that the, there was no evidence of fraud in the November 2020 election. To me, that is as much a lie as those who are saved there was. It is a matter of what you want to see when you look at the facts. There was some v- very strong irregularities in this last election. I know there are people that have carried it to the extreme. I understand that. But the Times goes on to say some Republicans have also embraced election fraud conspiracies when Inslee in 2020 defeated GOP candidate Lauren Culp. This thing is is gathering. It's a gathering storm, and you say, "Man, what can I do?" Well, you can pray, and you can keep your focus on the Lord and on the Word of God, and we want to do that. But Culp has is now has announced a, a bid. He's running for U.S. Congress against Representative Dan Newhouse, and it looks to me like the times. And and like I said, I I've had a lot of interviews with Bruner. I think he kind of wants to be a good guy. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, it looks to me like they're sort of positioning themselves to help Newhouse stay in office, is what it feels like to me, what I read. And I don't have time to go into all of that. But they say it should not be legal in the state of Washington for elected officials or candidates for office to willfully lie about these election results. They're quoting Inslee. The legislation is still being drafted and talks are underway with potential bill sponsors. The 60-day legislative session begins Monday. And this is going to be put before a Democrat-controlled legislature. The gross misdemeanor will kick in later. For it to do so in the case of a person in Washington state, there would have to be, quote, knowledge that there's potential to create violence. Well, they're capturing all this violence, they're ensconcing it into the minds, the hearts, and the print of American news and American people, and now they will say every time somebody disagrees with them, there will be an attempt to say, oh, they're lying, they're trying to, they're trying to mislead the public. Very interesting. Dave Ross was talking to Rob McKenna, former attorney general uh, in the state of Washington yesterday on cairo and they were talking about it. mckenna was he, he he's a republican i, I know rob and he, <laughs> well he he he's listed as a republican i'll leave that there i have to be a little more careful nowadays but anyway anyway he was saying that the corruption aspect of it is probably the legal thing that's going to, you know, give either standing or or not standing to some of the cases that are going to come up if this gets pushed through, and it will get pushed through. So if prosecution were to be expanded, he said the case rests on meeting the legal definition at the bottom line of corruption. He's probably right on that, and he said proving that strategy to stop the votes on election night and so on was illegal, he said, "There's going to be a harder case to make if they have to prove corruption." But all of the, and that it's probably true. And he said a lot more than that, but I won't. I, I don't think it's necessary, except to say that six people from the northwest here have been indicted or are being indicted already. There's four people from uh, Washington State and two from Oregon at this point. So we're going to see that play out, and they're of course preparing, you know, for battle. Uh, Governor Inslee and all of them. To take on these people and make an example out of them, I'm sure. I, I but it's all coming down to a very uh, subjective kind of approach to what, who is guilty and who is not of lying, and it's all based on my truth, not someone or something else like the Bible truth. None of that really is in play here. It all comes down to what the governor. The Supreme Court, whomever, the state Supreme Court, whomever, what they decide and what they have in their minds. So we're looking at, this came up some time ago before the Washington State Supreme Court, and I don't have time to talk about all that today, but it did come up kind of in a different form, a much more benign form, actually. And they didn't have all this stuff, the, the people showing up on Jay Inslee's front door and and all all this, and of course, January 6th last year in Washington, D.C., they didn't have all that to use as a battering ram to, to really attack anyone who disagrees with their narrative. And that's what's going on here. I'll tell you, Victor Davis Hanson said, who are the real insurrectionists? He said, recently, Democrats have been despondent Over President Joe Biden's sinking poll numbers, his policies on the economy, energy, foreign policy, the border, COVID-19, all of that is true. Hanson continues, he said, as a result, the left now variously alleges that either in 2022, when they expect to lose the Congress, or in 2024, when they fear losing the presidency, Republicans will, quote, destroy democracy or stage a coup. He said that is the message. He said a cynic might suggest that they praise democracy when they get elected only to claim it's broken when they lose, or they hope to avoid the defeat by trying to terrify the electorate, or they mask their own revolutionary propensities by projecting them onto their opponents. Well, that is so true. They're trying now to federalize election laws in our national elections. That's contrary to the spirit of the the Constitution. He asked, the, he asked the question, Davis, he said, who wishes to repeal or circumvent the electoral colleges? Not the, not the conservatives, certainly not the evangelicals. Who wishes to destroy the more than 180-year-old Senate fil- filibuster? Chuck Schumer, that's who. Never had a president been either impeached twice or tried in the Senate as a private citizen. Hansen makes that point, and he said, who did both? Well, they did. Because they hate Trump. He knows that. The left further broke prior precedent, he said, by impeaching Trump without a special counsel's report, without formal hearings, without witnesses, and without cross-examinations. Who exactly is violating federal civil rights legislation on that, he asked. And I would ask, will they, will Jay Inslee, if he disagrees with something we believe to be true, will he be held accountable? You know the answer to that. The agency also allegedly, (laughs) New York City's Department of Health and Mental Hygiene in December, they decided to ration potentially life-saving new COVID medicines on the basis of race in the name of equity. That's a fact. That's proven. The agency also allegedly used racial preferences to determine who would be tested first. For COVID-19. Hansen says the law makes it clear that no public agency can use race to deny, quote, equal utilization of any public facility which is owned, operated, or managed by or on behalf of the state or a subdivision thereof. So he says, who is behind the new racial discrimination? Will they be held accountable for a law such as Governor Inslee? Hansen doesn't address Inslee. I'm addressing Inslee. But he asked, will they be held accountable? It's a it's a captivating article. That's why I chose to put it in our article today that we published. So I would encourage you to read it. I'm almost out of time, but there's so much more to say. This is one of those days I wish I was on for an hour. And I'm sure there are people applauding the fact that I'm not, but nonetheless, I wish I were. But thank you for being with me today. Our website is faithandfreedom.us. Our address. And thank you for your support. We need it. We're looking to, hoping to expand a little bit. And I'll talk more about that in the coming days. But our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you Monday.